Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. Hey there, it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, it's time to party. That's right, we're going to talk about our favorite movies that take place at a party. Now, the movie doesn't have to take place the entire time at a party, but for the most part, we tried to find movies that were centered around a vital scene, or maybe the goal is to get to that party, Um, and so that's what we decided to come up with as a criteria. Are we getting light on subjects? Probably, but that's okay. There's enough party movies to talk about, and that's what we will cover this week. All right, let's get into my top 10 list now. Number 10 is National Lampoon's Van Wilder from 2002. Now, if you watch enough college-type comedies or movies under the National Lampoon moniker, you realize they all kind of follow a certain format, and Van Wilder is no different when it comes to being predictable, but that doesn't mean it isn't fun to watch. There's certain genres of movies that follow a format because that's what the viewers want. There's really no need to reinvent the wheel all the time. So Van Wilder stars Ryan Reynolds, Tara Reid, Cal Penn, and Tim Matheson. Matheson, you might remember, he starred in one of the most famous college comedies, which is probably high on this list today, so we'll get to it. Uh, The quick plot is about a super popular seven-year college student named Van Wilder, who's played by Ryan Reynolds, and he's finally getting cut off tuition-wise, and he needs to raise enough cash to continue his overlong college career, which involves lots of partying. Number nine is Take Me Home Tonight from 2011. Now, this kind of follows the retro craze of going back to the 80s, but you know I love the 80s, so it's going to work, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. For me, this movie works, and it definitely fits the party angle, as the entire point of the movie ends up at one major party towards the end of the film. So the movie stars Topher Grace, Anna Faris, Dan Fogler, and Teresa Palmer. Topher Grace just graduated from MIT, and then his character at least, and so he's actually working at a video store, and then his high school crush walks in, and he kind of makes up a story about how successful he's really doing, and he's, he's not really working at the video store, he's just shopping there, but we know that's a lie. And so the point is, he just kind of, it's that 80s buildup where he's trying to build himself up so he can eventually, you know, like the girl, and of course it all kind of comes together at the party, maybe or maybe not, depending on what happens, and of course he's always that shy kid who has to do something really crazy to prove how uh, how much he's grown up. It's very 80s, I know, but I like it, and it's a good party movie. Number eight is Office Christmas Party from 2016. Hell, party's in the title, it's got to be on the list, but this is actually one of the better comedies to come out in the last few years. Uh, Of course, it kind of follows the same trope of what it's been going on with comedies lately, but this one seems to work just a little bit better. Jason Bateman's in it, Olivia Munn, T.J. Miller, Jennifer Aniston, Kate McKinnon, Courtney B. Vance. Really, it's a fun, fun comedy, especially if you've gone to office parties, gone awry. (laughs) Here you go. Um, So basically, T.J. Miller kind of follows a similar format that he does in Silicon Valley. This time, he's playing a branch manager of a company, and then his uptight sister, who's played by Jennifer Aniston, basically is going to shut down his branch so he decides what the hell we're going to be shut down anyway let's throw the best office christmas party ever and he he just pulls out all the stops and and spends a fortune on just crazy stuff so you have to see it and it's just one debacle after after another and so it's perfect for the party theme and if uh, anyone went to a party like this you may not survive but it's a lot of fun to watch (sighs) cool jesus did you rent a live baby yeah for the nativity scene what it's cheaper than you think, okay? Is it? Oh! Shit! DJ Cal was in the 
Joel's friend looks just like Joel. Ooh, looks like some babies getting made tonight. I'm not looking to get pregnant Excuse tonight. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. Joel, that's a red card for you. Um, it, babies are not getting made tonight. Not here on company property. If you're going to have intercourse, please go beyond the flood lamps at the perimeter of the plaza and into the Rite Aid parking lot. Guess what? Because we fucking tonight. Joel, language. This is still an office, and even though it's dark outside, the rules don't turn off. The rules may not turn off, but your inhibitions can. I'm talking about take your peepees out and put them in some booties. Flip, flip, flip. And, and remember that tonight, the decisions you make will have consequences that will haunt you for the rest of your professional lives. And, um, and so have fun. Yeah, Mary, way to psych everybody up. Main takeaway, if you're gonna fuck, do it in the parking lot. Turn up! Number seven is old school from 2003. You know, for a long time, there was a lull with regards to ridiculous comedies being made, and now we're back at this lull. But in 2003, this was kind of a breath of fresh air. And every now and then, you know, at the time, you get an American Pie or a road trip. But for the most part, the outrageous movies that seemed to be re released regularly in the 80s just wasn't carrying over to the new millennium. And, and unfortunately, we're kind of in that, that lag now because all the writers write the same shit over and over again. And all it is is awkward comedy instead of just genuinely funny comedies. But old school kind of bucked the trend and, you know, kind of out of the blue, no pun intended if you've seen the movie, old school comes out and restores my faith in humanity. Not really, but it, it sounded good at the time. Old school really launched Will Ferrell's movie career. You know, he was very popular in Saturday Night Live, but movie-wise, he hadn't really taken off. He was kind of doing bit roles. And how can you not love Frank the Tank? You're my boy, Blue! In case you missed that pun earlier. Uh, and again, you have the greatest wedding band ever when he, they're singing... Um, Total Eclipse of the Heart and throwing in all sorts of curse words and things like that. Uh, and there's tons of partying, so that's why it made the list. Even Snoop Dogg performs at their party and, and whatnot. But if you miss Old School, which I'm shocked, because if you listen to this podcast, I'm sure you've seen Old School. Uh, go check it out again. Excuse me. Pardon me. I just, I just want to get through there. Good store. Over if you don't mind. Thank you. Thank you. This is his house. Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, no, no, no. That's my friend Mitch. Speaking me, that's my friend Mitch. He owns that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, yo, man, come hit this right here. You need to hit this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hit that. No, I appreciate it, but I told my wife I wouldn't drink tonight. Besides, I got a big day tomorrow. But, but you guys have a great time. A big day? Doing what? Well, um, actually, pretty nice little Saturday. We're uh, we're gonna go to Home Depot. Yeah, buy some wallpaper. Maybe get some flooring. Stuff like that. Maybe Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't know. I don't know if we'll have enough time. You know what I'm saying? You know what? You know what? Give me that thing. I'll do one. I'll do one. We're going to do one. We're going to do one. We're going to do one. Do, 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 do you, baby? Oh! oh, oh, oh. All right, number six is Super Bad from 2007. You know, I was just talking about with old school, it took a while, and this was what I was talking about. Within like four years, there were kind of like mediocre comedies coming out, and then Super Bad comes out, and this is right in my wheelhouse. You know, essentially, Super Bad 
is my must-watch zone, you know, being a fan of comedy movies. Jonah Hill and Michael Cera remind you of those kind of those teen duos of the 80s of the past, you know, like Weird Science or License to Drive or Revenge of the Nerds. And, and then you throw in a curveball with the McLovin character and you have comedy gold. You know, again, in the 80s, it seemed like the studios would put out these types of movies with ease, and then they sort of dried up, you know, in the late 90s, in the, in the millennium. But, you know, every so often, you get a gem like Superbad, and, and I think that's what makes these movies so good, is they they don't necess- necessarily follow the same pattern and format and, and uh, you know, what they think, what writers and producers think that, that work. If they think outside the box, sometimes it works, and this is one of the great movies that came out in the 2000s. And basically, the the premise, or the, you know, they're trying to get to a party, they're trying to buy beer, they're in high school, even though they don't look like they're really in high school, but that's okay. Uh, Michael Sarah always looks like he's in high school, even when he's going to be 50, he's going to look like a teenager. In any case, you got to see Superbad, it's right up there with old school and all the other great party movies. What are we supposed to tell the girls? That we couldn't do the one thing that we promised because we're dickless in confidence? Now we're never gonna bone because of that used tampon Fogel. How do you get in retirement? I don't get it. He's got shit for brains. Alright, how else can we get alcohol? Yo, guys. What's up? Fogel, where have you been, man? You almost gave me a goddamn heart attack. Let me see it. You pussy out or what? No, no, man. I got it. It's flawless. Shit. Hawaii. Alright, that's, that's good. It's hard to trace, I guess. Wait, you changed your name to McLovin? McLovin? What kind of a stupid name is that, Fogel? What, are you trying to be an Irish R&B singer? Oh, they let you pick any name you want when you get down there. And you landed on McLovin? Yeah, it was between that and Muhammad. Why the fuck would it be between that or Muhammad? Why don't you just pick a common name like a normal person? Muhammad is the most commonly used name on earth. Read a fucking book for once. Fogel, have you ever actually met anyone named Muhammad? Have you actually ever met anyone named McLovin? No, that's why you picked a dumb fucking name. Fuck you. Give me that. All right. You look like a future pedophile in this picture, number one. Number two, it doesn't even have a first name. It just says McLovin. What? What name? What name? Who are you, Seal? Fogel? This ID says you're 25 years old. Why wouldn't you just put 21, man? Seth, 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 listen up, ass face. Every day, hundreds of kids go into the liquor store with their fake IDs, and every single one says they're 21. How many 21-year-olds do you think there are in this town? It's called fucking strategy, all right? Let's stay calm, okay? Let's not lose our heads. It's, it's, it's a fine ID. It'll, it's gonna work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. I mean, it's up to you, Fogel. This guy's either gonna think, here's another kid with a fake ID, or here's McLovin, the 25-year-old Hawaiian organ donor. Okay, so what's it gonna be? I am McLovin. Uh. No, you're not. No one's McLovin. McLovin's never existed because that's a made-up, dumb, fucking fairy tale name, you fuck! Jeez, man, it'll work. Give it a chance. Number five is Wedding Crashers from 2005. This is a real fun movie starring Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. The sporting actors are really great. Christopher Walken, Rachel McAdams, Iowa Fisher, Jane Seymour, and Bradley Cooper in an early role. Uh, the movie goes to show that you don't have to enjoy a particular subject to enjoy a movie about it, because I dread going to weddings. Uh, you know, I'm happy for whoever is getting married, but you can leave me out of it. Uh, those are always fun discussions about going to weddings. Uh, at least we can enjoy you know, wedding crashes. We can live vicariously through the group. Now, these guys love a party, and that's why they like going, and that's why they crash, and they kind of make an art of it. And, uh, yeah, maybe if the cast was at the weddings that I attended, I'd like them a lot more. But for the most part, leave me out of it. I'll stick with watching Wedding Crashers. 
Number four is Can't Hardly Wait from 1998. And for years, my friends and I would confuse Can't Hardly Wait with 10 Things I Hate About You, which is easy to do in my opinion, though I intend to enjoy Can't Hardly Wait a little bit more. Uh, The film stars Jennifer Love Hewitt, there's a 90s staple, Ethan Embry, Charlie Corsmo, Lauren Ambrose, Peter Fascinelli, and Seth Green. Green is especially hilarious as a wannabe hip-hop fan. The story kind of has an 80s feel to it as Embry has a major crush on Hewitt and he spends his entire high school career trying to get her to like him or even notice him. So of course you ha- it all comes together during the big party scene which is it's not really a party scene. The entire movie basically takes place at a party. And though the movie is very similar to 16 Candles kind of reversed, uh, it's not as classic as 16 Candles. In any case, the movie is a nice timepiece for the late 90s and those who grew up around that time period. Number three is Days and Good Views from 1993. And so before Matthew McConaughey was super creepy and weird in his Buick ads, he was super creepy and weird in Days and Confused. You remember the old... All right, all right, all right. Oh, Christ. How you doing? Pretty good. Cool. You heard about the party being busted, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Not to worry. There's a new fiesta in the making as we speak. It's out at the Moon Tower. Full kegs. Everybody's gonna be there. You ought to go. Okay. Okay, we'll be there. Okay. Say so you need a ride? Uh, no, I got my own car. Thanks. Yeah, well, listen, you ought to ditch the two geeks in the car with now and get in with us, but that's all right. We'll worry about that later. I will see you there. All right? Bye. I love those redheads, man. I know you. <laughs> we had geography together, remember? Oh, right. oh God. God. Dick. It was so creepy. Ah. Uh, why are you smiling? I thought he was cute. Oh, that's this. You thought he was cute? <laughs> Do you realize when he graduated, we were like three years old? Oh, Cynthia, what are you thinking? No, man. No, I'll tell you. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. (laughs) Yes, they do. Yes, they do. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so, for some reason, I always remember that he's in the movie, but then always forget that Ben Affleck is also in the movie starring as the major asshole Banyan. I remember wanting to see this movie when it was released in 1993, and of course being turned away at the movie theater because I was only 14. Whatever, I eventually rented a few months later and, it, and really didn't understand what the R rating was for. There was no nudity, there was some weed smoking and great music, and it seemed pretty harmless, almost like American Graffiti in many ways. In any case, Days and Confused made me wish I was in the high, made me wish I was in high school in the 70s instead of the early 90s. And of course, there was a great party scene at the end. But pretty much the whole day is one, it's a one day movie, we talked about that, and uh, wraps up with them all going to a major party out in the woods at the end of the film. Number two, it's in the title, it's Bachelor Party from 1984. I think the most interesting thing about Bachelor Party is that it stars Tom Hanks, granted a very young Tom Hanks. The movie also stars Tawny Katane a few years before she became famous for rolling around cars and in the Here I Go Again video for Whitesnake. Um, You also, if you're a fan of hard rock and and hair metal, she was the cover uh, girl in the original Rat uh, albums, so either the the debut album for Rat, the EP, where you just see her legs and there's these mice crawling up her leg, and then of course in the Rat's biggest album, Out for the Se- Out of the Cellar uh, from 1984, she is the cover 
model, and she was dating Robin Crosby, the guitarist at the time. In any case, this movie is your typical 80s sex comedy, which is fun and amusing to watch, and the plot is simple. Tom Hanks is getting married to Tony Katane. Hanks' buddies decide to throw him the craziest bachelor party ever, and ultimately, the goal is to... (laughs) The goal of Hanks is to remain faithful throughout the insanity that his friends create. It is just a nuts movie. It's very 80s. It's fun to watch it, see... It's actually fun to watch all of Tom Hanks' movies, because they're all comedies. They really didn't get serious until he was in Philadelphia, and he really hasn't been in crazy comedy since, so... Uh, It just shows the kind of diverse actor that Hanks became. Number one, it had to be Animal House from 1978. Yeah, the entire movie isn't a party. It's involving, you know, college life back in the... In the 60s, but yeah, I mean, there were some major party scenes, whether it be the toga party or when Dorfman and the other guy <laughs> go to to check out, you know, the, the frat. I mean, they are partying most of the movie, and that's what eventually uh, leads them to be on double secret probation or whatever they want to call it. And uh, yeah, there's so many great scenes. We talked about it a little bit when my mom and I covered the Animal House soundtrack. So if you haven't seen the movie, I mean, come on, this is this is an all time classic. It's one of the best party movies. It's one of the best school movies or college movies ever made and and Belushi absolutely makes this film but there's a great cast of characters also involved you know whether it be Donald Sutherland or Karen Allen in one of her first films and Tim Matheson who we mentioned earlier that's who I was alluding to from the Van Wilder pick but yeah just a tremendous movie one of the best comedies ever made Greg what is the worst fraternity on this campus well that would be hard to say sir they're each outstanding in their own way. Cut the horseshit, son. I got their disciplinary files right here. Who dumped a whole truckload of fizzies into the swim meet? Who delivered the medical school cadavers to the alumni dinner? Every Halloween, the trees are filled with underwear. Every spring, the toilets explode. You're talking about Delta, sir. Of course I'm talking about Delta, you twerp! This year it's going to be different. This year we're going to grab the bull by the balls and kick those punks off campus. What do you intend to do, sir? Delta's already on probation. They are? Yes, sir. Oh. Then as of this moment, they're on double secret probation. Double secret probation, sir? There is a little-known codicil in the Faber College Constitution which gives the dean unlimited power to preserve order in time of campus emergency. Find me a way to revoke Delta's charter. You live next door. Put Niedermeyer on it. He's a sneaky little shit just like you, right? The time has come for someone to put his foot down. And that foot is me. Now, I do have some extras. I mentioned 16 Candles. What a, what a party scene there. And you get the introduction of Long Duck Dong, played by Getty Watanabe. Terrific character. I know some people might have a problem with him now, but look, he's the one that gets the laughs. He's not being laughed at. Sort of in the vein of Blake Blazing Saddles, but people are too uptight nowadays. American Pie. Yes, there's some great scenes in American Pie. How can you not, how can you not forget? Uh, how can you forget Stifler's mom? You can't because it's tremendous. I, I got that out eventually. Uh, the Hangover. Come on, one of the ultimate party movies. That was tough to leave out, but yeah, The Hangover is terrific. And then Back to School. While the the movie with Rodney Dangerfield from 1986, most of the movie does not take place at a party. But there was one party scene where Oingo Boingo is playing Dead Man's Party, and it's a terrific, terrific scene. Uh, so I had to throw that in there. All right, let's see what everyone else has to say in this week's episode. 
All right, it's time to party, and the best person to party with, well, at least right now, it's Keith. Welcome back, Keith. Wow, what an intro, at least right now. I know. <laughs> I guess well, the party has started then. The party, <laughs> yes, you're here, and, uh, and and that's all that matters right now. Well, thanks for having me and inviting me to your party. No problem. Uh, I kind of struggled with this one because I wasn't sure what a party movie was. Is it a movie that gets played in the background for a party? There's a main party in it. I should have been it more. Has- spe- I should have been more specific for this one. This one is where the movie, the whole movie, doesn't have to be one party, but there has to be a significant scene where there's a party taking place. I, okay. To me, the most obvious would be like old school or something, or even the Animal House, you know. Yep, and and that's kind of the route that I went with it, as that's what I kind of figured you were doing, was that the main theme of the movie had to revolve around a party. So, um, as you know me, I've got the top five with a couple honorable mentions. I love it. I love that you're organized. Yeah, well, you know, that's what happens sometimes. (laughs) So, not all the time, but this time it happens. So, uh, my first honorable mention was uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Great movie, and it's a, um, I think it's based on Taming the Shrew, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Taming yeah. of the Shrew. That's a fun one, and you get a very young Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger and uh, Julia Stiles. Yep. Jonathan. Is it the, guy, the kid with three names? Oh, uh, the guy that was in Dark Knight. Yes, exactly. He plays Robin, or what we think is going to be Robin. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes, exactly. Yep. And I, I don't remember the dad's name, but he's always like the the funny, sarcastic comedian dad. Yes, he's a great character actor. actual comedian. Yeah, great character actor. Yes, yes. And then surprisingly, my other honorable mention did not make the top five for me was American Pie. Interesting. Yeah, Stifler's mom and all that stuff. Yeah, but to me, it was that one revolved more around the, the, I guess, the the theme of them just, you know, trying to get laid as opposed to the party. Exactly, exactly. I think so. That's probably why I threw it as an honorable mention. And I remember the actor we're talking about. His name's Larry Miller. Thank you. Yes. yes. I was going to say Miller, but uh, the only one that kept popping in my head was Dennis. And I'm like, that's definitely not definitely Dennis Definitely not him, no. No. <laughs> All right, so my number five, I'm going back to the 80s on that one, and that's going to be Bachelor Party. Oh, what I, people forget that in the 80s, Tom Hanks was, he was a comedic actor. That's pretty much all he was in. Uh, exactly, and I'm sure that people know, don't even remember Bosom Buddies as a TV show. No, that's, dressed in drag. That's right. And so I'm sure he loves having that brought up for him. I bet. And, uh, and of course, in Bachelor Party, White Snake fans should know that his fiance uh, is Tawny Katane. Tawny Katane, yep. bachelor party, yes, definitely worth checking. Who could out. forget that? Absolutely, that that is a fun movie. That's a lot of fun. That it is. Yeah. Uh, number four was Old School. Definitely has to Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank, you're my boy, Blue. That's right. <laughs> uh, that one is definitely one that was played in the background at parties that you would catch people just kind of staring off and paying attention, not paying attention. But, you know, going back to it, it's still pretty, pretty fun for me to watch. And then going back to your, you know, your initial idea of fake movie band, the Dan band, which is the the wedding band, they're amazing. And then there are a lot of Todd Phillips movies. But I thought they were a real band. They are. Maybe they just do kind of like their own spin on things, but yeah, um, I don't know. I, I don't know if they were, if, they became a band because of old school or they were a band and were put in old school, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, their rendition of total clips of the heart. It's amazing. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs>
listening to the sound of my tears Every now and then I get a little bit nervous That the best of all my years have gone by Every now and then I get a little bit terrified I see the fucking look in your eyes recent one on there that i have is uh super bad oh tremendous it's, it's actually that might be the best comedy in the last 15 years because comedies have really gone downhill yeah it it has and and i it, it didn't click for me at the first time i watched it it was just kind of like meh but i probably just wasn't paying attention as much mm-hmm. but then uh, watching it a couple more times like yeah this is actually really good i mean just mclovin alone yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's what I focused on the first part when I first watched it, and then I was like, "Oh, but these other characters are actually pretty good as well." So yeah, and it's like comedies have turned into like this weird, awkward. Everything gets into awkward situations, like weird silences, and just I don't want to say mean spirited, but it's just it, I can't put it. There just seem to be comedies used to have a different spin on. Now everything just seems to be the same nowadays. Yeah, they're not as fun. Exactly. They're more mean-spirited, for lack of a better yeah, word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this one is definitely not mean-spirited. This is The next one I have is just about having fun and trying to figure out if that is really your true love or not. And that would be Can't Hardly Wait. Another one. A lot, I used to get that one confused with uh, The Ten Things I Hate About You, but oh, love it. And uh, just we, we were just talking about Love Burger um for a fake movie band <laughs> they don't even play a note <laughs> no they don't they don't and uh, it's probably a good thing yeah but uh had a major crush on and her name is the main um protagonist jennifer love hewitt yeah oh he was beautiful in that yep yep <laughs> i i would agree with you that would make a lot of guys want to watch that movie and the main uh, character which i can't was his name keith i don't think so okay so i don't remember whoever the main he basically played Rusty in Vegas Vacation. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
No, oh, I can't think of his name. Yeah. But in any case, I'm blanking on his name, but that's okay. But there's a fun but, one with um, Jenna Elfman plays the angel. <laughs> and yes, very, for the the Mandy Barry Manilow song when he's yeah. trying to get through on the on the payphone to yeah. a radio station. None of that happens nowadays. No, I mean you see payphones. That's like looking at a cassette tape, I guess, unless you're a hipster. But that yeah, that and somehow in the middle of the night they have an interview with Barry Manilow. That's so, right. Go figure. <laughs> the great movie. Don't put logic into it. No, and no. Isn't the uh, the main like the villain is doesn't he end up becoming the father in the Twilight saga? And you're right. That is him. I, I can't think he's actually a stand up comedian. Peter too. something. Uh isn't it? Facelli, I think. Facinelli or Fac- something. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, you have the the cameo by um, I'm blanking on his name. All I'm thinking is Jerry Maguire, but that's not his name. Oh, uh, Jerry O'Connell. That's it. Yeah, he plays. He's yeah. he's in uh, college at that time, and he goes back to the high school party. He's just like this, yes. this drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I've always loved that movie. So yeah, really, I, me too. I, it's a real fun movie. And then the number one party movie is Animal House. Definitely. Nothing can top that. No, never. No. That toga party, and uh, well, I'll, I'll promote it, but I don't know if it's going to be out before or after. But my mom and I are going to record the, um, the soundtrack. We're going to do a review of the soundtrack, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, that will be. That'll be awesome. Yeah, because right in her era of, of music, and uh, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. And that'll be one of Ralph's favorite episodes from uh, Rock and Metal Combat. Absolutely, because he loves he loves my mom. He loves everyone's mom, actually. So there you go. Yes, but he has a special love for your mom. He, he does. actually has a, a heartfelt love for your mom. My uh, my mom always gets a kick out that Doctor Fuck is her favorite, uh, is her biggest <laughs> fan. So she she gets a kick out of that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Keith. No problem. Anytime. Thanks All for right. having me, Brian. Party. All right, we're back with DJ Metal Mike. Welcome back. Hey, brother. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You got your buddy, DJ Kane. Yeah, my nephew, my buddy, um, the son I never had. Yes, DJ Kane. Well, we love having him on as well. And, of course, you got to listen to both of them on ThatMetalStation.com. Metal Mike's on every Tuesday from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern. He's also on every Friday from 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. It is a super long show. Join the chat room and just give him all the great feedback. And then also talk to DJ Kane. He is on every Sunday from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. And every Thursday from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. Great shows. Support metal. Support these guys because hey they support damn good movie memories how can you not love them so thank you guys for Um, for always supporting and and thank you for being on well thank you for having us brother and you know thank you again for the plugs it's very generous of you and we do truly appreciate it man and by all means any listeners that are into rock and metal come on over to that metal station dude we we would love to have you so thank you brian absolutely absolutely so it's time to party we're going to talk about our favorite party movies and movies that actually take place at a party um so this will be a fun one i don't i have no idea what you guys are going to pick for this one i have maybe one idea but the rest of them i have no clue so i'm, I'm dying to hear your list because you always have an amazing list well thank you my friend um it, you know i kind of struggled with this one though because brian there's so many movies that could fall in that category they can also fall in a lot of other different categories oh sure um, so it was kind of like, okay, well, does the movie have to take place at a party the whole time or no, you know, no, like, I just kind of was like, so these, this is my list. I think it works, but you let me know if there's anything that you're like, 
No, that is not acceptable, <laughs> DJ. Number one, risky business. Oh, hell yeah. An all-time fucking absolute classic. I mean, it had everything. Great acting, killer dialogue, seamless direction, and Rebecca De Mornay. Oh. Did you ever see the movie Feds? Yes. Yeah, there's another one. She really wasn't in that many movies, which was crazy. Right, but she even said in an interview that she was able to work just from risky business. Oh, I believe it. it. Yeah, she did the hand that rocks the cradle, which was another huge hit for her. But yep. yeah, she's been, she's not as prolific as her co-star Tom Cruise was, but she was in. She always managed to keep working, and she even said that just having one hit film propelled her career to where she would kind of be able to pick and choose her own projects. Yeah, yeah, and another great character actor in that movie, Curtis Armstrong. Oh, I love Curtis Armstrong, man. That guy was great. Yes, I mean. Again, one of my favorite parts is when they're running away from her pimp, and he's like, great, I have a trig midterm tomorrow, and I'm getting chased by Guido, the killer pimp. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's just a great movie. Oh, man. yeah, and Joey Pants, Joey Pantolano is in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, everybody in that film was awesome. I mean, there's not any one weak link in it, and it was really funny to see people that went on to do other things, you know, uh, even his uh, – his one buddy. I've seen him in other movies, too, and I can't remember his name right now. And Bronson Pinchot was in that movie. That's right. Good call. Uh, Dazed and Confused. Definitely. I know I mentioned this on one of our other lists, but I feel it it fits this category as well. It's just a total love letter to the 1970s. Some great one-liners in this movie. A movie that featured a lot of actors and actresses that obviously went on to bigger and better things. But to me... Again, like I said in a past episode about Matthew McConaughey staying so down to earth, Brian, one of my favorite things he ever did is when he won Best Oscar, he gets up to the podium. Did you ever see this, Kane? No. He got, he gets up to the podium and he just goes, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> it was like he remembered where he came from, and that's why that dude ruled. Number three, Animal House for obvious reasons. Absolutely. I mean, you know. Toga Party. Um, again, you could throw that in the college category, too, um, which I think I do believe I did yes. when I was on my first episode. Um, great movie. Got to love John Belushi and everybody in it. Um, I know you like that movie oh, yeah. as well, Kane. So uh, here's one that I thought was an instant classic, at least for me, when I went to see it, The Hangover. Oh, totally. Uh, oh, it was so funny. Uh, I went to – that's the movie I uh, – took my friend Sarah with. Remember when I joked about, uh, you had that question about like, okay, what was the worst date? You oh yeah. 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 Movie? I yep. was telling her about, Oh yeah, I'm going to tell them the hangover. And she smacked me in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, great movie. I love the hangover. I thought everybody in it was fantastic and, uh, love Bradley Cooper. That's a guy who I like how he can be very funny and yet do, Serious things like American Sniper, like A Star Is Born, which I'm sorry to say I still haven't seen. Yet. Oh, definitely check it out. You I will not to. be disappointed. Yeah, I want to. I heard Bohemian Rhapsody was amazing too, and I I haven't got to see it either. Oh yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Really well done. <laughs> my only heard the only thing I heard the knock on it from a lot of my buddies is apparently they don't get the timeline. Oh, right. that that was my so I was on uh, Grown Up Rock and uh, we we had to watch the movie before. Uh, recording it and yeah that if you're a 
queen nerd, that's going to bother you. And I told, and I totally get it. The other thing is, I think it should have been rated R instead of rated rated PG thirteen, um, because they kind of glossed over certain, you know, like you know, in the seventies, it was all about the debauchery and the partying, and and they they kind of oh, yeah. touch upon it. But it almost feels like a TV movie at times because of the PG-13 uh-huh. rating. But I get why they did it because they wanted it to be for everyone and for kids to discover Queen's music too. So I get it. Uh, but as an adult, I wanted kind of a little bit more. But it's still a lot of fun. The acting's tremendous. Kind of makes you wonder, though, if they're not going to maybe, like when they put it out on Blu-ray or whatever, do like a director's cut, which would have more of that stuff. I like hope it. so. I hope so. That would be a good idea. Yeah, yeah, because they do that sometimes. But uh, yeah, that's what I've heard is, um, which I didn't know you were on growing up rock. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, man. it came out a couple weeks ago, and we we give our um, movie review for for Bohemian Rhapsody, and then our top five picks of our favorite Queen songs. So that you definitely you'll, check that. You'll out, enjoy it. That's a good podcast. Yeah. I don't listen to every episode, but I have listened to. Them. Yeah, you'll enjoy that. That that was a lot of fun with those guys. That's the one with Sonny Pooney, right? Sonny and Stephen Michael. Yep. Right on, man. I'll have to check it out. Cool. So yeah, Hanover, love it. And then here's my number five pick, Cheech and Chong, Up in Smoke. <laughs> we could do stoner movies. I mean, that, that'd that be a good one. Right. You know, there you go, man. Future category. But Absolutely. seriously, I mean, that's total. Any Cheech and Chong movie, though, could be a party movie. I mean, yeah. let's be honest, you know. Uh, number six, and this is the one that always makes me think of DJ Kane, Grandma's Boy. <laughs> that's an uh, underrated movie. That's Kane a fun is a movie. Huge gamer. He loves games, and he was Grandma's boy. So uh, I love that movie. I think it's hilarious. Uh, and there's a lot of partying and debauchery in that movie. So uh, what do you think of it, Brian? Oh, it's tremendous. And I'm trying the woman from the Partridge family's in it. I, I, Shirley Jones. Shirley Jones is in it. She's great. And uh, no, this is underrated. This is like one of Adam Sandler's guys. Um, the guy he was in. Um, the Wedding Singer, he's in a lot of Adam Sandler's movies, but he's uh, the guy that wearing the Michael Jackson red jacket. He's like Yes, the, he's very funny. Yeah. Uh, I think his name yeah, is Alan, Alan Covert, I think is his name. Yes, that's, yeah. his, that's his name. Yeah, <clears throat> really yeah, fun movie. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> There's just so many funny parts to it. The one that always cracked me up was when Grandma scares the fuck out of <laughs> You know, she's under his bed, and you hear this... Oh, yeah. just, she, she about gives him a heart attack he's like Jesus Christ grandma. <laughs> and I love how when they take his pot and make tea out of it oh, yeah. fucking high. Yeah. it's such a good movie it's yeah. a fun movie yeah. I hate your face yeah. <laughs> um, anyway man uh, after that number 7 Weird Science oh yeah definitely and again Weird Science is one of those ones where you could put it in a high school setting it's a high school setting but it's also to me a party film so I mean come on that movie is just an absolute stone cold classic. Um, that's a movie we could do a soundtrack on. Oh, absolutely! Uh, chips, dips, chains, whips. Your, you know, good old <laughs> high right, school type right. of orgy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that movie, man. Uh, it to me, that's when John was at the top of his game. Absolutely. Another film that I put on this list is another John Hughes movie, but I just felt like it, there is a huge party scene in it, so it works. The Sixteen Candles. Great, yeah, great call. That's a that's a key part of the movie. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Especially when uh, the guys get there and, and you got Long Duck Dong hanging oh. on the door going, oh, oh, come on in. <laughs> and they're all like acting scared and shit and don't want to go inside. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Movie, no more man. Yankee my wanky. The donger needs food. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I love that movie. Um, my number nine, Super Bad. Oh, yeah. I thought this was, an, again, much like The Hangover, just an instant classic. I mean, come on, man. Uh, 
McLovin. How can you not love you know, I don't know that, movie, that movie? Oh, oh okay. yeah. It's hilarious. Dude, it's got Jonah Hill in it. Um, uh, what's her name? Yeah, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Um, it's got Seth Rogen as one of the cops. It's a funny movie. Bill Hader. Huh? Bill Hader is the other cop. Yes, yes. It's, it's so funny, dude. And who's his buddy, though? Yeah, it's a, the kid in... The other guy. Yeah, Michael, it's Michael Sarah is the kid in Juno. Sarah, yeah, that's it. And uh, it's such a funny movie, dude. You would love it. I can't believe you haven't seen that, dude. It's hilarious. It's, <laughs> it's probably one of the best comedies in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, because let's be honest, man. The last few comedies have been kind of not good. They're all the I'm same. Just throwing that out there, man. Yeah. The last ones I've seen was maybe super bad and... and, and and Hanover, forty-year-old virgin. That's a body. No, I know I it's. Think, they're they're falling back on like the same kind of awkward, you know, like just weird humor that like it, it's like the same writers are writing it. It's like the yeah, know, and it's like they're just going through the motions. It's like yeah. almost like they don't know what to do or what they want to do. And I don't know, man. But they need to get on the ball because, like I said, this is a concern of mine. You know, everybody who knows me knows I'm a comic book fanboy, and I'm loving all these superhero sure. shows and movies. But goddamn, or comic book movies, yeah, because not all of them are superheroes. No, but goddamn it, man, they need to fucking step up the game with some of these other genres because I don't want the genre that I do love getting overexposed and blowing the fuck up. And the next thing, you know, what what are we gonna do then? What are we gonna watch then? Exactly. And if 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 they flood the market with comic book movies and people get sick of them, then what's gonna fucking happen? That's right. You know what I'm saying? No. It really has me uh, really nervous. It's like, man, people need to step up their A game with some of these other genres. Now, to be fair, I have seen some really good movies here in the last few years, but yeah, they they need to keep going because it's just like, man, especially comedy. Comedy is just hurting. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. So is horror. But I think it's making a comeback. Well, I think horror's made a huge comeback. Because mm -hmm. they've yeah, actually made something. The longest time, about. man, horror was just absolutely awful. You know, I think having James Wan and uh, doing the Conjuring movies has kind of given horror a big um, punch in the face. Yeah. That it needs. Anyway, uh, so super bad, yeah. great movie. For the longest time, I absolutely hated horror movies. Because <laughs> it's just so terrible. Yeah. And there were just so many of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like you always say, though, it's the cheap scare. But well, let's get back on topic. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about horror some other time. We have honorable mentions, uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Got to put that on the list. Yep. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Absolutely. Again, it's a high school movie, but I also feel it's a party film, too. Oh, I agree. Uh, old school. Oh, okay, yeah. Movie. That's definitely in my top 10. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> Uh, Project X. Oh yeah, that's a good one. A newer one. Yes. Uh, can't hardly wait. Oh, great movie. And Euro Trip. Excuse yes. me. <laughs> Love that movie. <laughs> definitely, definitely. As always, amazing picks, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us, brothers. Keep rocking and stay metal. Okay, Rachel has been brave enough to take on party movies because a lot of the regular guests have skipped on this one. But Rachel's always up for a party, as we found out with the. Uh, uh, one day movies and her love of juries and, and things like that. So, I, yeah. If there's one thing about me, I enjoy a good time. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that sounded better in my head. Yeah. Um, well, it was good because you gave me, you made a face when I said that you liked to, to party. So. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> sure the podcast listeners. Oh, they they love this. We're very in tune with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So now that you know we're a lot of fun, <laughs> let's get into your your favorite, not necessarily party movies, but your favorite party scenes in a movie. Yeah, I yeah. Have, I picked. Scenes. Um, and the first one 
uh, is iconic to me mm -hmm. being at my tender age. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is, for anyone who saw and liked this movie, this is an iconic moment. Okay. Uh, and it's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. Okay, what, now... Okay, it's from what, Step Brothers. It was a movie with... So I've, see, I've seen Step Brothers, I'm trying yeah. to remember the scene. It's like the big, it's not like a party party, but yeah. it's like the big event that's supposed to be on Catalina Island that okay. all goes wrong, basically. And at then, the end? At the end. Yes, okay. Yeah. And they're playing, what song are they playing that's super funny? It's, I don't know how to say it because I don't speak Italian. Yeah. But it's that, I have it in front yeah, of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to yeah. like say yeah. it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, it's that song. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's the party that, yeah. that comes to mind. Well, because, yeah, it's supposed to be, uh, it, is it is defined as a party because mm -hmm. it's the, their Dale, the brother's like the catering company. Yes. Um, who is catering this mm -hmm. party. So, but then the band quits and it's all this thing. So then it gets up there on the drums and then the singing and it's just, it's just the most absurd thing after yeah. at the end of an already really absurd. Movie. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's just so weird and funny <laughs> and just the way that it, and it's, and because the song is so emotionally effective, affecting regardless of the fact that it's absolutely ridiculous, mm -hmm. you actually feel like, like, Oh, they're doing it. Like, yeah. this is amazing. This is, <laughs> the, uh, the, this is, this is, the, this is the big moment. Mm -hmm. And you feel as well of emotion as everyone's just going around saying it's the fucking Catalina <laughs> wine mixer. And it's just, <laughs> and it's so strange. Yeah. Cause if I remember correctly, so Will Ferrell's singing, but he's singing like an angel or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then, yeah. um, John C. Rowley's on drums. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want, Brennan? This is my online poker time. I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm ready to take on the Catalina wine mixer. Ho, ho, slow down there, speed racer. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. I want it, okay? I want the Catalina wine mixer. Yo, yo. Hey, D-Man. Tell him what's up. I just did. Hey. <laughs> hey, your brother wants a shot at the Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm walking tall. You think you're ready to run with the bulls? I've been earning and burning, snapping necks and cashing checks. Screw it. Let's let him do it. No, it's a win-win for me. Because if you fuck up, Brennan, if you fuck up, yeah. I get to fire your ass. But if you pull it off, I look like a genius to the board. <laughs> okay? I get it. Look, Brennan, here's the thing. It's the Catalina fucking wine mixer. Okay? <laughs> Are you saying pow? What are you saying? <laughs> it's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. <laughs> Why does he keep doing that? I have to sell or lease at least 80 choppers to make my nut, and you... Okay. You mess with my nut, Brennan? Randy here is gonna eat your dick. Like Kobayashi. I've seen him do it. You've actually seen him eat a man's penis? It was in international water, so they couldn't prosecute him, but I saw it. I'll tell you right now, I'll nail it. I'll pull it off, okay? Wait a second, why do you want this so bad, Brennan? Are you trying to get mom and dad back together or something? Why do I want this? Yeah. Because I want to make bank, bro. I want to get ass. I want to drive a Range Rover. Okay, well, you better, Brennan. This is a fucking Catalina wine mixer. There's so many funny scenes in that movie. Yeah. Where they did the back and forth, which makes all the more disappointing the new Holmes movie that's coming out with them. Yeah, I saw that. A trailer for it that. It looks terrible. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But... I, it, I didn't know that was a thing, and then I saw a trailer for it the other day, and I thought that was a strange choice. Yeah. I don't know. And I love Sherlock Holmes movies. I love the one that Robert Downey Jr. did with Jude Law. Oh, just, yeah. Um, but this, and I love these types of movies, but this, the trailer looked bad. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So.
we'll, we shall see. We'll so see. stick with Step Brothers first. Then, yep. if you if you want to delve into Sherlock Holmes, you can. <laughs> and what is the other one? Uh, it's the very it's this very specific scene in my big fat Greek wedding. Okay, so I haven't seen this, so you're gonna have to explain. Okay, so you know the premise is that the main character starts dating and eventually is engaged to and marries someone mm-hmm. who is not Greek. Okay, uh, and there's this scene where. She and he, the the guy and his and his parents, who mm-hmm. are sort of just like yeah. must be white parents, white people, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, get invited to this big Greek party where mm-hmm. all of her family is there, and they show up and are completely overwhelmed, and they show up with a bunt cake, <laughs> <laughs> and then the 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 Greek mother is like you know gracious and accepting yeah. of the gift, but she doesn't get it. She's like this cake has a hole in it. There's some, <laughs> there's something wrong, right? And so they're the the initial part of the party is, you know, his parents are uncomfortable, overwhelmed, like, kind of sitting together. Like, obviously, this is incredibly overstimulating. But mm-hmm. eventually, they just start drinking because people at this, uh, the Greek family members just start handing them shots, basically. Right, and so right. they're And so they're drinking, and then they just get really drunk and end up having, like, a good a great time. time over, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. just the process of, like, walking up to this party where they have, like, a pig roasting in the front yard. There's people spilling out everywhere. Right. Everyone's, and they, you know, bring, like, a nice humble bunt cake. And then, and then at some point, the mom comes into the living room where they're sitting with the bunt cake, but she's put a potted plant in the uh. hole and she was like i fixed it yeah and it's just the funniest because yeah. you know i come from a big a big loud family uh-huh. like that too and so it's sort of funny to me to like see people who aren't used to those types of environments being put in them how they react because yeah. i've done that to other people when mm-hmm. they've come to like my family parties and stuff too and it's not like a laughing at you sort of a thing it's more just like oh i feel better that it's not just my family it's amusing yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not just my family that does this to people or their family does mm-hmm. it way more than mine does and it was just it's really funny and then even to this day, if anything involving a bun cake is going on in my family, we'll like quote the movie. Sure. So, what is the funniest thing that has happened to you, similar in your family, to <laughs> what happened in uh, in this movie? So, there's this pattern that me and my cousins have when we bring our significant others to my grandparents' house for the first time. Okay. We have to warn them that the meal that we eat when we get there is not the only meal we're going to eat. Really? So you'll so my cousin and her now husband the first time that she brought him <clears throat> to visit our grandparents, you know, they get there and they have spaghetti and some Filipino food. It's like a like a substantial like entrees. Right, right. And then a couple like an hour or so after they finish eating then my grandma goes, "Well, it's time for dinner." And then they have steak. <laughs> That's like an appetizer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so but my cousin didn't warn him that of that, so he thought that you know, he was being really, he had seconds. Oh, yeah. First, you know, he was like eating everything really good, but then didn't have room for actual dinner. So it's usually stuff like that. Yeah. Like being unprepared for all the food. It sounds like going to a Brazilian steakhouse and having like <laughs> nonstop, like, oh, yeah, there's like 10 other steaks that are yeah, coming. Yeah, don't fill yeah. up on the first one. And then that's probably not counting dessert, right? Yeah, that can go yeah. either way. Yeah. Okay. That can go either way. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, like, you, it's it's not as rude to decline dessert as it is to decline dinner. Right. So he knew and he, he realized that you got to go easy on the first course. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> and, now, and now visiting my grandparents comes with a warning. It's like, okay, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think it's a rite of passage for all grandparents to feed well. I yeah. I think that's, that's a... Yeah. 
sign of endearment. So. Yes. Well, now I need to see this movie because I'm going to be looking just for the bun cake scene. Oh, it's so, good. It's yeah. it's really and just the the visual of them walking up to this party where they have like a pig in the front yard. Oh God, um, yeah. And there's just kids running everywhere, and mm-hmm. he and one of the uncles or whoever is introducing a group of people, and they're all they all have like the same name. <laughs> they're all called Nikki, and right. you know, mm-hmm. and that was funny for my family too because I have like a million cousins and second cousins named Joshua. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was yeah a bit of like. It was funny. Like to, Josh to 1, me. Josh 2. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, as always, thank you so much, Rachel. Yay. Okay, we're back with Maywin. Welcome back. Hey, Brian. All right, we're gonna, it's time to party, and we're going to talk about party movies. And so if it's not necessarily the movie as a whole, it could. I'm also accepting you know, main scenes that really stand out in films, too, that involve a, a big-time party. So I'm curious to hear what you came up with. Yeah, yeah. Um... Me too. I had a hard time with this one. Yeah. Um, not much of a party animal. And then I realized, I guess maybe I don't gravitate towards party movies because I didn't have very many um, in like my collection or off the top of my head. Um, but you like but to do, I, you I, like to do, do dare you like to do daredevil things because you're a big skydiver. So. Yeah, but that's not they're not parties. I don't know. <laughs> Depends don't how you know. look at it. Yeah. So, um, uh, so dazed and confused. That's a party movie. Oh, right? absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, I say that with a question mark at the end in my intonation because it's been so long that I've seen it. But I remember a lot of drinking in it, and uh... and pretty much it, it, it's it's all pretty much leading up to that main party at the end. So it's absolutely a party movie. Yeah, and it's it's funny because I know I mentioned to you like I think of. Dazed and Confused as being kind of like my experience of my last day in high school. However, there's a caveat to that. Like, I was never a party animal. and never have been. So, <laughs> like, th- my last days of high school didn't involve beer or partying. I think that that movie, however, still kind of holds some truth for me. Because I know other people were doing it. Sure. And that's kind of like my idea <laughs> of what, like, what like, parties were like for other people <laughs> when I was graduating high school. Um, but no, that's how that's how my high school parties were. Pretty much that's – we'd find we – we'd mostly go to the beach. Like they're out in the woods somewhere. But we would find a beach party and, and do that and that would always get interesting so especially trying to climb back up uh after drinking yeah. heavily yeah. so yeah <laughs> wait and where, where were those beaches though in um usually half moon bay sometimes oh, okay. pacifica so yeah it would get we would go in september october and here in the bay area that would still pre- be pretty decent weather oh, okay yeah nice. yes. that was always a lot of fun that sounds like a lot of fun yeah we um we would we would take off and just kind of hang out in the mountains because I grew up in the Central Valley. Right. So we'd go up into the hills. Um, there was a mine shaft um, up in a valley up in the foothills going up into the Sierra Nevadas. And we would go out and sometimes we'd hang out at night and we'd climb up this hill towards this mine shaft, which basically just looked like uh, a series of caves. But they've been blown out by um, dynamite. Oh, so yeah. It was... Um, so that was interesting. And there was this owl that lived way up in the top. And so as we, every night, every time we'd go up there, as we were like walking up the hill, we'd start getting like really nervous because it was really, really creepy and dark. And it was out in the middle of nowhere in the foothills. And, you know, we weren't thinking about it, but you no, know, of course not. snakes everywhere. Um, and it, so this owl would fly out from this cave every time you know, we'd get up there as we got closer and it realized we were coming, then it would fly out and scare us every time. Oh man. Um, 
uh, anyway, I don't know why I bring that up. But well, yeah, no, and it, that's it, how we it, party. We go up into the mountains and scare the hell out of ourselves over nothing. It's even um, more scary uh, when you're drinking and you're around other people that are drinking. So yeah, yeah. So there, there, there wasn't any of that. Yeah, it was just us kind of being silly without alcohol. Well, but, that's okay. That's um, good. Uh, weird science. Definitely. Um, I remember that was that that movie kind of blew my mind when I saw it. Uh, when it first came out, I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) (laughs) it's such a crazy, crazy movie. I haven't seen it in a while, but, um, yeah, I remember it blowing my mind in a lot of different ways. (laughs) Well, that party scene turns into, it's, the whole movie's a fantasy movie for obvious reasons, but then it just turns into this, like, almost like apocalyptic type, you know, uh, thing with all these weird, uh, villains showing up from, uh, looks like Mad Max or something like that. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. And then I think they freeze the grandparents. They do. They do. And then check yeah. Bill, Bill, uh, Paxton ends up finding them. So it's yeah. movies, it's movies like weird science and 16 candles, I think that really put me off the idea of having crazy parties as a kid, because I never wanted to get get in, like, actual trouble, and I certainly never wanted to, like, destroy my house. But as far as I could tell, so I was, like, really impressionable as a stupid teenager. Like, Nancy Reagan totally talked me out. <laughs> just <drugs>. say no. <laughs> um, yeah, just say no. It totally scarred me for life. I haven't touched a thing. Um, and then, like, Weird Science and 16 Candles, like, oh, no, no, I... I've always veered away from parties like that. And of course, in my stupid adolescent brain, I'm like, oh, if I ever have anybody over and they have beer, it will destroy the house. Right, (laughs) right. I was like, I don't want to clean that up. At the end of those movies, I was thinking, oh my gosh, who's going to clean that up? I mean, weird science sorts itself out. (laughs) I'm just like you. It totally, that left an impression on me too. So I I definitely wouldn't have it at my house because I know my parents would kill me and I know they're listening to this right now. Uh, but I, I, would, I would also go to other people's houses that didn't have quite as uh, strict parents, so that that ended up being a, a better option. And that's why the beach always worked because it's tough to screw up a beach. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad to hear I'm, a, I'm the, not the only one. Oh, definitely I'm not. Those movies too seriously. That's right. <laughs> Oh, and then my last two party movies, these are, um, so dinner party movies, um, uh, and mystery films as well. So actually there are three of them. So Gosford Park, which is a dinner oh, party yeah. that goes wrong. And that's, I, I know I've mentioned that a bunch of times. Yeah. That's a fantastic kind of British, uh, country, uh, uh, English countryside um, murder mystery um, and class examination and just kind of uh, every fantastic British actor and a few others thrown in there chewing up the scenery in this um, country estate over the course of a weekend. Uh, love that movie. Yes. Um, Agatha Christie's and then there were none. Pretty oh, much great every pick. Version, yeah, pretty much every version of that movie. Uh, even the TV minis- miniseries I love because, you know, uh, spoiler alert, but... Yeah. Uh, Everyone dies. Yes. And somehow, that's just totally appealing to me. You know the the fuck it all. Yo, <laughs> that's I mean, die it, premise. It's a classic um, story, and it's a, yeah, that's that's a great pick. Yeah, and um, I couldn't even tell you which was my favorite version of it. The the uh, the TV the recent TV miniseries with Charles Dance. Um, that's pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but of the films, they kind of all blur together. I didn't know how many of them have been. Um, there is one that stands out, and I think I told you about it before. Did I tell you about the adult version of this 
movie that I saw. No. <laughs> oh, yes, you did. This was uh, when you also saw, um, I think it was Pink Flamingos, right? That's exactly yes. right. Yeah, that's exactly so right. Please so please go back and watch the, uh, it was either Guilty Pleasure or... Um, I might have been Cult Or Cult Classics, yes. One of, and one of those two. So, yeah, so um, I think maybe I've just been trying to, like, cleanse my palate from like, that experience <laughs> by seeing all these, like, much more... You know, much better, much um, much more sanitary yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, versions of it. Um, and my my last one is Clue. I, yeah, um, well, right when you said this, I, I knew you had to go with Clue. Oh, did you? Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. I I just watched Clue again last night. I do not know why I keep going back to that film. I, yeah, I don't think it deserves to be gone, gone back to as many times as I have <laughs> over the years. Um, but I think something about the, the murder mystery part of it, there, the jokes, I think, have like warmed up to me over time. Yep. Um, I never laugh at it anymore because I've heard it all before so many times, but I think some of those jokes, uh, I just like hearing it. I don't know why. No, I get it. And and also you get different endings depending on which version you watch. So yeah. Yeah. And well, actually, so it's got all three versions like tacked on to the end of the home. Oh, okay. uh, The home entertainment release. Uh Yeah. So you end up watching all three versions. Okay. I definitely have a favorite version. And again, that's the one where like, um, everybody did it. So it's the opposite of the end. And then there were none where everybody dies here. It's like everybody killed everybody else. And that's kind of satisfying for me. So that was like, nobody gets out because you know, like if they're, they're all guilty and it's a set in like, uh, 1950s or 1950s, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna let's go with 1950s. Okay, because um, it's uh it's got like all this red herring stuff, so maybe even earlier. But you know, they're all they're all gonna go to the, like uh they're all gonna be executed. Yes, so nobody makes it out of that one either. Well, that's the great part about owning it on DVD because you can actually start from the beginning where you can either watch all three endings or you can have it be randomized. And so I always do it the randomized. So that that's always oh. a lot of fun. Yeah. I never did have that experience. I yeah. think I went from um, VHS to Laserdisc. And okay. I don't think that feature was available on Laserdisc. If it was, then I don't know. I just didn't do it or find it. Yeah, it's, but def- I don't think so. it's definitely an excuse to buy the DVD just for that fun you know, experience out of it. I don't have a DVD player uh, anymore. I'll let you have one. I have an extra one. So. <laughs> <laughs> what would I do with it? Come visit. You can, just to watch Clue. Just watch Clue. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I keep my VCR because I have like very rare, you know, certain like bootleg videotapes that I have to keep, you know? Yeah. You know, I've, I kind of did the whole like, okay, buying everything over and over and over again. So once I got everything that I had and wanted from vhs on dvd then i would felt comfortable saying goodbye to vhs sure sure um and honestly there are only a few things that i only have access to on dvd uh really just like three maybe three movies and then some british tv series Mm -hmm. that haven't come over as always thank you so much man thanks Ryan. okay we're back with another episode with our good buddy dane welcome back thank you so the next genre is a uh, it's a big <laughs> action slash fantasy slash sci fi kind of lumped in together. Mishmash, okay. Yeah, and uh, okay, back to the future. Oh, okay. The tagline I don't quite recall. It's kind of long. He was never in time for his classes. He wasn't in time for his dinner. Then one day he wasn't in his time at all. 
I don't remember that, but it makes sense. I mean, that everything was about time, and Huey Lewis had the Back in Time song. So yeah, that may, that works. Yeah, it's um, it's a little clunky, I think, because they're saying it's a little asymmetrical, right? He was never in time, in time, in time, and then in his time, right? Yeah, I don't know, but that's being a little bit meticulous uh, or pedantic, right? Uh, RoboCop is the next one. The original. Right, yes. Yeah. Part man, part machine, all cop, the future of law enforcement. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> right. I remember the first three. Yeah. Part man, machine, all cop. I don't remember the last part, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. they, they should have left it with the first three. They could have left out the future of law enforcement or made that a different one. Right. A different lesson on her. So, uh, okay, this, is, this one was kind of weird because it turns out it's one of the most according to one website, one of the most terribly misguided taglines ever yeah. because it doesn't seem to fit at all. Okay. Like, okay, so the movie is Star Trek V from 89. Okay. The tagline is, why are they putting seatbelts in theaters this summer? Wow, <laughs> that is bad. Right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's such an action thrill ride, I guess is what they're going for. Oh, geez. Yeah, I mean, that that's one I forget. I mean, I think there was seven of them with Shatner and crew. And that one, I, I, the, the one after, everything after four, I kind of like, they all mishmash for me. Yeah, I think five might have been like the worst reviewed of them, actually. Yeah, that, yeah, I seem to recall that too. Undiscovered Country was somewhat respected, actually. The sixth one? Was uh, that the sixth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, I saw uh, Siskel and Ebert review, and uh, I think it was two thumbs up, or, mm. or at least one thumb strongly up, and then the other one mildly down, or but, something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, what, what were they thinking? Were, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So the next movie is Dick Tracy. With uh, Warren Beatty and, and Pacino and all them, yeah. Madonna. And Madonna. Yep. From a 1990. And this one's a little so flat. I don't know what they're thinking. But um, the tagline is, I'm on my way. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Uh, the only way I can make sense of it is if, you know, you have to see it on the poster and he's talking to his cool little watch or right. something. You know, you know, oh, oh, he's telling them, I'm on my way. All I don't, right, I don't right. even remember if that was like one of, you know, because certain cops or, or superheroes have certain catchphrases. I don't even remember if that was, maybe it was his catchphrase, but it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty mundane catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no eight-year-olds are running around. Like, no, looking, <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> I'm on my way. It's yeah. not very inspiring. No. Uh, okay, Predator 2. <laughs> so this wasn't a great movie, but I think it's a pretty effective tagline. He's in town with a few days to kill. <laughs> that I like that. That's that's definitely better than the movie. Yeah, um, I thought I like that um, Hudson from Aliens was in it. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, at the time. That's what I would have said. Uh, Hudson from Aliens. Uh, I would have said Bill Paxton. Right. 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 Uh, so um, yeah. So, but other than that, not not very notable. No. Terminator Two. Okay. You'd think everyone would know this, but I don't really recall. Uh, the tagline is "Same make, same model, new mission." That's yeah, that sounds familiar. At least they didn't do. At least they didn't cop out and just say like "I'm back" or something like that. Oh right, yeah, or, yeah. like he is back or something. Yeah, well, something stupid like or, that. Or I, uh, even worse, I said I'll be back. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So um, I give. Me, at least they didn't do. <laughs> at least they didn't do that. Right. So um, Goldeneye is the next one. Okay. Uh, the tagline is "You know the name, you know the number." So obviously the play on James Bond, right? Yeah. And you know, I you could actually kind of tell from uh, from that that it had been a while since the last James Bond movie. So that's the you know? first with Pierce Brosnan, right? Right. Yeah. And that was about oh, six years after the last one with Timothy Dalton. Right. So I think Dalton's last one was eighty nine. I want to say, and then and this was probably what ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, I, I think more people like uh, know when the video game came out, so that actually kind of helps place the movie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so um, that kind of explains, you know the number, they're trying to kind of prime you, oh, yeah, yeah, that guy, 007. Exactly. Men in Black is the um, the next one. Okay. Protecting the Earth from the scum of the universe. Pretty effective. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Um, let's see. Dark City is the next one. Okay. Um, that tagline is, they built the city to, to see what makes us tick. Last night, one of us went off. Not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Ticking time bomb. Okay, I see. Yeah. Uh, Rush Hour is the next one. Okay. This is kind of good. Uh, the fastest hands in the East meet the biggest mouth in the West. <laughs> I have heard this one. Yeah, of course, because Chris Tucker being the motor mouth and, and the intro. It's not the introduction of Jackie Tam, but this this kind of put him in a different level. Yeah. Uh, Rumble in the Bronx came out earlier, but that was kind of a milder introduction to him for a lot of people, and it wasn't a big blockbuster. No, it was more of a cult classic, but yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. The funny thing, Rumble in the Bronx was filmed in uh, Vancouver. Oh, of course, <laughs> like like a lot of movies, yeah. Yeah, and it's it doesn't look much like New York. It's a little too clean and, and, and green. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Toronto Toronto has been used as a stand-in for New York in a lot of movies, and that makes a little more sense. Yeah, definitely, that East Coast vibe, you know. Yeah, fun fact, uh, Short Circuit 2 was Toronto, and I think it was supposed to be uh, New York in the movie. Oh, that's, that's good trivia. That's the one where they couldn't even get Gutenberg, but um, I think they got... Um, Michael McKeon is in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, other, that other guy who, oh God, sadly, uh, he'll probably never live it down. Uh, what's that? Fisher Stevens. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's basically, he's doing brown face because he's playing an Indian. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so. yeah, the accent and everything. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, Ben Kingsley is like a much classier version of what he did. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Um, and Gandhi, right? But at least that was a substantial film, and he's a much more respected actor, and he might actually be somewhat Indian background. I'm not entirely sure. I don't right, think so, though. Right, right. Like, there was definitely no offense in that one. <laughs> so. Yeah, no offense. I mean, he, the, the subject matter was taken very seriously, the depiction and all that. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, uh, where was I at? Oh, Rush Hour. Okay, so uh, Saving Private Ryan is the last one. Okay. Uh, there's not much fun to be had bantering about this no. one. Uh, it is. The Mission is a Man. Yeah, I mean, that, it, yeah, direct to the point makes sense. Right. Okay, so the last category is uh, drama. Okay. So Wall Street, the first one. Uh huh. And uh, it's every dream has a price. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great oh. one. Yeah. Um, did you ever see the the sequel to Wall Street? Yeah, I did. And the, my biggest beef with sequels like that they wait too long and so the magic's gone. And I get it. You know, Michael Douglas had been in prison for a long time and. And it gets out. But yeah, they couldn't recreate the magic. Yeah, it was somewhat better than I expected, though. Um, yeah, it wasn't horrible horror. It wasn't like Basic Instinct 2, but it, it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those movies that kind of suffers from being uh, you know, thought of in, in comparison to the original. When, as a standalone financial drama, it's probably above average. Yeah, and, and at the time, there was a lot of other, like, uh, The Wolf of Wall Street might have been out around the same time. And, and uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Like, there's a lot of, you know, other oh, yeah. stuff going on with Wall Street, I guess, at the time because of the... All the issues towards the end, like in 08 and things like that. So Yeah, there's some movie called Margin Call with Kevin Spacey. Yeah, been a few. exactly. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. Uh, the next movie is uh, New York Stories. Oh, yeah. Good movie. Yeah, that was the one, uh, three different directors, three stories in one type thing. Yep. Uh, Woody Allen, Francis Ford Coppola, and uh, I forgot the last one. But uh, yeah. yeah, anyway, that was, the tagline for that is one city, three stories tall. 
Yeah. Cute. Yeah, that's a good one. The movie poster, of course. The movie co- poster had that uh, New York brownstone or whatever uh, kind of painting. Right. You see kind of a silhouette against, you know, the light in the in the bedroom on each floor. Yeah. Kind of hinting at what the stories involve. So the next movie is Steel Magnolias. <laughs> and this is kind of a dramedy, of course, but I feel it's more drama. But Oh, it's a, yeah, it's a tearjerker. Yeah. Uh, the tagline for that is the funniest movie ever to make you cry. Which is cute. <laughs> it's a little quaint, but, you know, from the vantage point of 2018, but, you know, nice at the time. They could have done the funniest movie since Beaches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Beaches was a dramedy, too, but uh, it feels more drama. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because of the, the heavy-duty stuff toward the end. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so the next movie, which is really a romantic comedy, I guess, but I have it under drama, is uh, When Harry Met Sally. This isn't very pithy at all. The tagline is, can two friends sleep together and still love each other in the morning? Yeah, I mean, that's the plot of the movie, pretty much. It's good, because it kind of encapsulates the contradictory things going on, right? We're friends, but we're sleeping together. and So the sentence is kind of, whoa, what? Uh, there are things at odds in there that need to be you know, unpacked. Right? Well, that, and they didn't really like each other for most of the movie. Like, half the movie, they're not even that good of friends. <laughs> they just kind of... Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I just... Uh, I thought it was more like, oh, wait, okay, so it's kind of like um, you've got mail there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just replace uh, Tom Hanks with um, Billy Crystal. (laughs) I wonder wonder if people call that, you know, the uh, When Harry Met Sally for the digital generation or something. (laughs) When Harry Met Sally on AOL, pretty much. Right. (laughs) And now that that actually seems older somehow than When Harry Met Sally because it's so easily dated by that. Oh, I know. And it it brings up a good point. And I've said this before on the podcast. So when. you Got Mail is a remake of The Shop Around the Corner from 1940 with James Stewart. And uh, and actually, <laughs> the AOL section, as you said, made it seem more dated than even the 1940 movie at times. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that about the James. Oh, yeah. See, you're, you're more of a thorough movie buff. I mean, my history <laughs> starts basically when I was born. I don't really uh, go much earlier than that. I do love classic movies like the old black and white movies. So, yeah. Yeah. I, one time I rented uh, The Wages of Fear. Uh-huh. Uh, Criterion Collection movie from a library in Sacramento, and I was proud of myself for that. <laughs> I thought it was good. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so the next movie is uh, Days of Thunder. Oh, okay. And the uh, tagline for that is Cruise Like Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're definitely using the cachet of having Tom Cruise in oh, the movie. More the story in a way, right? Yeah, Which, exactly. And maybe they were good to do that because it wasn't much of a movie as far as I remember. Actually, the most famous part is that's, I think, where he met Nicole Kidman in that. Oh, right, yeah. Behind-the-scenes stuff is more popular than the movie, more famous. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, my, uh, I have a story about that. My dad saw a sneak preview. Um, he was on a business trip once, and he was in, uh, I think, upstate New York somewhere, and he, and he went to go see Cruise with a sneak preview movie coming after that. I guess then it was like genuine, genuine sneak previews. You you pay for two movies and you don't know what the second one's going to be. Oh, that's that's kind of cool. And, I wish uh, they'd bring that back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's so hard to get people in theaters though now. Exactly. Uh, rather just ply you with more alcohol and make the seats bigger. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, they recline. Yeah. But um, yeah, so he went to he paid to see Days of Thunder and then some second movie. You know, the likes of which he wasn't aware. Right? And it turns out uh, the second movie was Ghost. Oh, did he end up liking Ghost, or was he like, eh? Yeah, yeah. He said Ghost was way better than Days of Thunder. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I, the, I, other, the other people there mostly agreed, but... have you? Ever, this brings up a good point. Have you ever seen a movie where they do... It's a research movie where you're a test audience. Have you ever done that before? No. So I did it once in high school. It was for the movie The Scout with Albert Brooks and Brendan Fraser, 
where Brendan Fraser plays, <laughs> plays like this phenom pitcher, uh, baseball pitcher. Oh, yeah, I do remember that, yeah. And what I remember is, like, we liked the beginning of it, and I didn't like the second half. I don't... They made a few changes, but it was pretty much the same. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if the test audiences liked it or not, but it was kind of interesting. because well, you, you, you saw a different film than other people. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's the thing, because you have to fill out the questionnaire and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. That would make me feel special. I, it's like I saw some kind of a... I don't. I, director's cut isn't the right word, but uh, some kind of early version. That's yeah. That's that's pretty cool. Well, that's sure. like uh, the famous Pretty in Pink story where uh, they pretty much changed the ending because of the test audiences. Ducky was supposed to end up with with um, Andy, and the audiences hated it, so they they changed it. So and then it became the the ending that everyone knows. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the next one is Cry Baby with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, yep. Which is a uh, a movie that I. I had a girlfriend once to live in San Diego. I went down to visit her, and uh, all her friends were watching that and, and like reacting to it, reading out the lines. And it was, I guess it's called kind of a cult hit. What I'm getting, well, it's, a, it's a John Waters movie, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, the tagline for that is "Good girls want him bad, bad girls want him worse." <laughs> that, that's a good one. But yeah. Yeah. I guess if maybe fans of Grease like that. Yeah, uh, and probably Hairspray. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay, so speaking of ghosts, the next one is Ghost. <laughs> there you uh, go. Tagline for that is, before Sam was murdered, he told Molly he'd love and protect her forever. Wow, that's that's a terrible tagline, actually. <laughs> it's kind of worry. I mean, yeah. I guess what they're getting at is like, oh, you you put it in your head. Oh, oh you, you, you put two and two together. Love her forever. Oh, like beyond the grave forever. Okay, yeah. I see. Uh, they, could, they should have done something yeah, it's a little, uh, little on the nose and, and lengthy, and yeah, I don't know. I don't. I guess they could have maybe done it more. I don't know, spiritual or, or uh, I don't know. But that, yeah, that didn't seem to work for at all. Yeah, yeah. They, I, it's easy to say they could do better, uh, but then it's harder just to say what that would be. Yeah, yeah. So JFK is the next one. Okay. Um, the tagline is the story that won't go away. <laughs> yeah, that's not <laughs> I mean, bad. It sure feels like it's gone away by now. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Or the the story that that never what? Yeah, they could do something else with that. You know, like the story that you, the untold story or something like that. Or you know, I don't know. Or you may think yeah, you know who it is, who did it, but you really don't. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. See this because they don't want you to, or something. Right. Right. A little same. Um, I guess we have to think uh, or realize that in 1991, you know, we we're far, far closer to 63. Oh, sure. Than we are now. Sure. And so that was God. What? 27 years ago now so it would have been about we're about halfway or that was about the halfway point between now and the actual you know jfk assassination or something that's right and then if, uh, and a lot of those uh baby boomers are turning 40 so yeah yeah oh that was around the time they were turning 40 exactly right, yep right yeah okay cool well not cool but well yeah okay so <laughs> quiz show is the next one okay um 50 million people watched but no one saw a thing ah uh, that's yeah that's a good one that's a good one yeah uh Okay, this critically acclaimed film is next. Uh, Fear. <laughs> oh, with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Together forever or else. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 yeah, it fits in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, what I remember most about that movie is him screaming into the uh, the peephole of the door. <laughs> yeah, and weren't that a roller coaster at one point too? Like, I, I, like that, yeah, that Isle the Horses song was playing. You know, yes. Wild Horses. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Patch Adams is the next one. Okay. <laughs> Someone is dying for a second chance. <laughs> that could be for fear, too. Okay, so Notting Hill is the last one in drama. Okay. And uh, the tagline for that is, 
can the most famous film star in the world fall for just an ordinary guy? Thing is, he doesn't feel very ordinary to me. No, not at all. Not at all. He no. seems exactly like the kind of guy who's friends with a, with a famous female celebrity or something. Exactly. Or, uh, or a hooker. Right. <laughs> ordinary guy is like something far closer to Larry the Cable Guy. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hugh Grant. <laughs> not Hugh Grant. Well, those are great, okay, Dan. Cool. Th- thank you so much. And well, what, you're going to keep doing this, and uh, I can't wait for the next installment. We'll get into the new millennium. Yeah, yeah. So um, going forward, it's going to be 2,000 or newer, and um, I'll try to split that into uh, two installments, and then uh, and then we might be exhausted on that on the whole uh, time thing, and uh, the adventure will have ended, but we had a good time. So. No, <laughs> we, we can keep it going, we, and then you'll come back 10 years from now, so we'll still be on the air. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, well, okay. Yeah, that far out, sure, totally. We, we, we just, <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dane. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for talking to you, Brian. Cool. We are officially on Spotify now, so if you don't use iTunes, if you don't use the Podbean app, you can go to Spotify and get all of our past episodes. You can stream it on there, so if you're a Spotify user, you can go find Damn Good Movie Memories. <laughs> I can't even say my own podcast. Damn Good Movie Memories. Yes, I know what I'm talking about. I'm the host, right? Okay, so go to Spotify, look for Damn Good Movie Memories. You can stream all of that stuff. And yeah, so if you don't want to use iTunes, you don't want to use Podbean, you can use Spotify as well. All right, before we sign off, we do have t-shirts are available for sale. All you have to do is go to tpublic, that's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com, and you can get your very own Damn Good Movie Memories t-shirt. You can get all sizes, any gender, you can get whatever you want just at the tip of your fingers. So just go to tpublic.com, look up Damn Good Movie Memories, and you can get your very own t-shirt. If you enjoy this podcast and are an iTunes user, please do the show a favor and head on over to the official iTunes page for Damn Good Movie Memories. Be sure to leave a rating and a review. This will allow the show to appear higher in the algorithm and spread the joy of this podcast to the masses. If you are not an iTunes user, you can still listen and subscribe on Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook under our Damn Good Movie Memories page. You can also listen to a limited number of episodes on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode of Damn Good Movie Memories. I am Dr. Fuck. And I'm the actual alcoholic. And we are part of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. We are the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. That's right. And the way you can check us out is we are on iTunes and also Podbean. And we forgot a review recently. I got this review right here. It says right here, it says, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast is the greatest podcast in the world. And it's my number one podcast signed by Science. Now, and then Science also says... Science! Science also said... My second favorite podcast is It Doesn't Matter, The Rest Suck. Rock and Metal Combat Podcast on iTunes and Poppy. Check it out. Science!